Down to the Nub Podcast, the cigar podcast show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, cigar giveaways, interviews, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Brandon Cigar Mechanic Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 58 of Down to the Nub. And we're going to hang out with you for a little bit, talk, and we'd ask for you to chime in, but there's no option for that other than, you know, commenting comments. and those different things. So chime in in the comments, yeah. and uh, if you want to leave us a voice message, we haven't said this in the last couple of weeks, if you want to leave us a voice message, go to anchor.fm slash down to the nub, and you can actually leave us a voice message, and if you do, and it's appropriate, we'll actually play it in the episode. <laughs> if it's appropriate, we'll actually play it. Yeah. If you're going to leave a voice message, leave an appropriate one, please. Yes. I mean, like you don't know, realize what you're listening to, and uh, we're not your typical cigar podcast. Nope. And so realize what you're listening to, and, uh, you know, let's leave a message. Well, you can leave whatever you want. It doesn't matter. It's a free speech, free world. Do what you want. There we go. We just don't have, have the right post to it. not put it in the episode. <laughs> yeah, don't get mad at me if I don't post it. If you're swearing up a storm and talking about, you know, inappropriate things, then it's not going to get posted. Yep. So what's I up, Brandon? That. We hold the power. I know, right? Yeah. So what's up? How are you? Dude, I am tired. Why are you tired? I am tired, 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 dude. I've been up on the mountain the last couple of days, man. Been up on the mount. Yeah, so uh, I've been up at a camp uh, the last couple of days, an advanced training camp. I think it's the first one they've done in a couple of years. Um, but the advanced training for with For Freedom Outreach. Mm-hmm. Uh, love those guys. Uh, this will be my sixth camp that I've been to. Um, with them and uh so then we we got done yesterday man and drove straight home and the camp's up and up near you yeah well probably hour and a half two hours from you yeah about that yeah past you because then you got to go up the mountain and of course the mountain's half shut down because of all the fires so you got to dodge all the the you know the burnt stuff and go around it all and then hoop de hoop and loop de loo which is a lot of fun because i kind of rally car drive that yeah, you 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 had fun when we all went up. I could tell, even though I wasn't in your car, I was in Jason's car. But yeah, you had fun driving up until that Toyota Camry pulled in front of you, and you're like, oh. "No, you ruined it, dude!" Like that is such a fun drive until that one person, like, because coming down the hill, we had that guy in in the red pickup truck uh-huh. when we were coming down last time, and then this time going up, I had nobody. It was beautiful. It was awesome. Oh no, I take that back. I had a motorcycle that passed me, and Jason's like, "Oh, I hope we don't run over him <laughs> down the road." And, yeah. like, no kidding, like, two miles later, he's laying on his side oh. trying to stand his bike up. <laughs> and I laugh because the guy's okay. Um, at least yeah. he claimed to be. But uh, I don't know what he did because there wasn't a ton of damage. I don't know. He was on a straightaway, so I don't know if he was trying to make a U-turn. But you're watching the way that he's riding his motorcycle, and he clearly did not know how to ride a motorcycle. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, he's shifting the weight the wrong way as he's going into these turns, and he's got his, you know, he's making just a slight turn. He's got his knee out like he's in, like, some kind of, you know, motocross type freaking thing. <laughs> he you thinks know? he's at Laguna Seca. Yeah, it's like, uh, all right, we're going to find you down the road somewhere laying on your side. And we did. So we stopped and asked if he needed help, and he said no. So we, and he was still standing in the middle of the road. I think the thing that was the most injured was his pride. Yeah, he has his music blaring in his in his headset, and like he's in the middle of the road, which is so dangerous because you can't oh, yeah. hear anything around you. And 
he stands his bike up and he continues to stand in the middle of the road. Like, you are not the most intelligent human being. You should not be riding a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a beautiful drive up and down. But coming down, dude, I got behind another person that just refused to pull over. Jeez. It's like, the turn says 25. It doesn't mean you do 25. It means you do 50. Yeah, you just go. Yeah. Just crazy, man. But, yeah, so we had a great weekend, man. It was a, it was an amazing weekend. It was huge. It was great. It was beautiful. It was grand. <laughs> um, but uh, we really, really, really good time, man. And, uh, you know, enjoyed enjoyed seeing some of the brothers up there, That uh, brothers from another mother. Mm-hmm. Got to see Big Tony, man. And I was going to say, and, and you got something really cool. He oh, is dude, a, let's get this thing out, man. He is a talented, talented guy. And dude, he's been watching talented. since we uh, got to know him back in whenever it was a month ago that he started watching us but he's been a month ago he's been watching you for longer oh really yeah he he's he's like oh yeah i've been watching tim for a while and i'm learning a lot about cigars from cigar show tim from your from your your other uh show you do yeah and he's been starting to comment too which is cool yeah and so he's like oh yeah i love tim and boba said well we do a podcast together you should check it out and so he came to check it out to learn about cigars and he's been loving it because he's learning about us and God. There you go. Not learning uh, really anything about cigars. <laughs> very, very little on, on this, on our Thursday release. Very, very little. Yep. If you want to learn about cigars, join us Sunday. If you want to hear about God or just life in general, come join us here on Thursday. Exactly. So, yeah, dude, he comes in. Uh, dude, I'm not even there for like 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm trying to get the stuff out of the car. Jason and, and his son Corey are unpacking the car because there's a multitude of things going on around me. Um, with, and, and, and you and I could talk about it a little bit more off air. Right. Um, but, uh, I, I'll actually, I'll just throw this out there. My dad was there mm-hmm. and I didn't know he was going to be there. Uh, and Tony was there who is just like this big teddy bear and, and, oh, yeah. and he's giving me hugs and loving on me, man. And, and he gives me this pen and I tried to get it to focus earlier and I don't think my camera's going to, but let's see. Dude, this pen is freaking awesome, man. It's a Beautiful. nice, heavy beautifully crafted handcrafted pen and he put the casa cuevas band on it the habano band and if it's perfect yeah i wish i could get this to focus dude come on come on oh there, there it goes. is look at this absolutely beautiful work dude just beautiful so anyways yeah so it's a good time how are you i'm doing well uh <clears throat> I got to have some intentional, dedicated time with my oldest son, Micah, with Cub Scouts this weekend. Uh, and he's a Weebelow now, for those that are familiar with Cub Scouts. He's a Weebelow Weebelow. now. So Weebelow's Woods was this weekend. They couldn't do the camping component because of wonderful COVID. So it was a one-day, day-long thing with 12 different stations set up. But it was really cool to see him. I did not realize how much he has retained when it comes to first aid and safety and just sort of like outdoor um, etiquette and ethics. But they're asking questions of, oh, what do you do in this situation? And, you know, what do you do about this? And, you know, they're talking about the Heimlich maneuver. And before they're even saying, yeah, you put, you know, one hand over a fist and, you know, the way that you thrust up. He's already literally like like exemplifying and demonstrating how to do that you know, not physically on himself, but like the motions and yeah. that's just how he processes. 
and I'm See, I always here. heard that as I always heard that as the hind lick maneuver. So I, yes. I I performed it completely different the one time somebody was choking. They still relieved the thing from their throat. Yes, but it's very distasteful for the person for performing it. It was very dis- distasteful, but I think it was it was more the shock and the surprise of the maneuver than it was the the that that released it than it was the actual air. So it did less damage to the ribs. Yes, much less damage to the ribs yeah. and abdomen and everything. But I'm I'm sitting there and. <clears throat> I learned it in Scouts, too. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. But I'm sitting there. I'm sorry. And and it's all good. I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm watching him, and I just look over at the other leader that was there with me, uh, and I just, I leaned over, and I said, hey, Alex, like, I didn't realize how much Micah retains of all this first aid stuff. Because, I mean, yeah, we've gone over it as a family, and he's gone over it in Scouts, but I didn't realize, like, he absorbed and held on to all that information. And I just had this, like, big smile and grin of pride on my face. And yeah. it was just cool to see him. Uh, at times, he got a little more timid, and, you know, and at times he came out of his shell more and, oh, this, and answers questions and all those kinds of things. I mean, the two other uh, Scouts that were, you know, that are part of his uh, den and patrol in Cub Scouts, you know, elected him as... Uh, the senior patrol leader, so the SPL for the day, uh, you know, as though they were in Boy Scouts and all those different things. And so he got to be sort of like a pseudo leader for the day and encourage and, you know, sort of guide and do different things through activities. And it was just cool to see how God wove has woven those leadership skills, even at 10 years old, into my son. And he did great through the whole day and had a blast. And, I, of course, we picked up, uh, not of course, but we picked up one of his friends that needed a ride there. And, you know, on the way there, of course, because, you know, it's guy's time. We stop off at a donut shop and, hey, pick whatever donut you want and get him a big hot chocolate. And, you know, it just made a fun day. So it was a lot nice. of fun. But it's it's been a good a good week uh, family-wise with the boys, all sorts of stuff. It's It's been a lot of fun. And TurboJet coffee because I'm drinking mine right now. I've got mine cold brew uh, with a little drip of uh, vanilla in it. Ooh. Um, it just sounded good this morning, so I put a little vanilla, uh, and so I've got my, my, speaking of donuts, but I've got my, uh, Donut Man oh, yeah. cup, uh, and, and the last two times I've been out to California, I've tried to go to Donut Man, but there's a line around the building, and I'm just like, I need to call in my order, and I didn't. Yeah. But, yeah, I have my TurboJet, uh, the Italian blend. Yes, and I am drinking the, uh winter fireside blend currently right now in a mug that says dad and has a few different definitions uh and a couple of them are actually or one of the last one's quite comical so i'll read it in a second but this actually was my wife's grandfather's coffee mug and when he passed yeah. away they had you know different stuff out there and and i call her grandma and grandma was just like hey if you want anything go ahead and take it and i was like i see the coffee mug and it says dad so i'm i'm taking it I'm uh, so, that, yeah. so it'll be something that, you know, as long as it doesn't break, we'll be passed down to the boys and be fun. But uh, the three definitions on here, the last one's comical, but the first two, I think, uh, perfectly define the stage that I'm at with the boys. Now, it says dad, you know, now, and it says man who gives great advice and is always encouraging and protective. Right on. Absolutely the way dad should be. And two, nice. coach of all sports and teacher of all subjects. And then three also known as the one with the wallet. Very true. That is very true. And there was a time where I was in high school where, um, because I was not good with my money uh, when I had my first job, where my dad straight up told me, yeah, the bank of mom and dad is closed for you, so get get better with your money. 
Um, and he was right, and it taught me a variable, very valuable lesson. But sure. yeah, so that's that's what I'm drinking my coffee in uh, today, and quite enjoying it. Yeah, it's all about the nostalgia, man. I, I, oh, yeah. That's, you know, I, I love things that have meaning. You know, it's kind of like I, I, I love that I've been kind of going through a purge in my life lately of getting rid of just stuff because none of it really belongs to me anyways. Um, and so I've been getting rid of just stuff. And it's kind of getting closer and closer to that point that, I mean, I still have way too much crap. I, mean, listen, I just bought a 40-foot storage container, so I have too much crap, you know. <laughs> um, but it's getting to that point that, like, I get to look around and I go, wow, that's got meaning. Somebody sent me that. You know, th this was given to me. This was a gift over here. This has memories. Like, just a stupid Donut Man cup, you know. It's like, I, I bought this because I always went to Donut Man as a kid. And Donut Man is the best donuts in the entire world. So, yes. Um, they, they just can't be beat. And, and it's one of those places too, that like, you know, you always have that favorite restaurant, right? That everybody's like, your buddy goes, dude, you got to go here, man. It's the best food in the world. Oh my God, dude, I've been going there since I was a kid. And as soon as they say they've been going there since a kid, you're like, this food is going to suck. Yes. But you're, my buddy's going to like it because it brings back memories like Taco Lita, right? You've been to Taco Lita out there in California. Mm -hmm. Have you? Mm -hmm. Okay, not the greatest food in the world. No, it's not the worst. No, you can do worse. It's pretty basic, but it's it's. I think it's good. To me, it's phenomenal. Like, dude, if I if if Taco Lita was open on Sundays, I would have been there yesterday as I was driving down the hill. I would have been like, boys, we're going to Taco Lita. If you don't want to eat, I don't care. You can starve. We're going to Taco Lita because I drive. There and but every time we went to Taco Lita, it's because we were going to Grandma's house. And we'd go help grandma, we'd do stuff around the house, and blah, 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 and then we would go to Taco Lita. And at one point, my dad was actually going to buy it when it was for sale. So it's like, we were always there. It's that place that's like got the nostalgia, and just I walk in, and the dirty tile, and you know the way the place is, you know, it's like, it hasn't changed in 40 or 50 years. Oh, no. You know, in, in my mind, it hasn't changed, obviously, in, you know, whatever, 30 plus years. Mm -hmm. So it's been the same ever you know and they finally accept uh, credit cards i think now but for the longest time it was cash only even yeah so it uh it has that old the soda tastes different there the, everything is different so you know that's one of those restaurants i take friends to and they go okay i mean yeah i mean it's I, i'm not i'm not gonna drive six hours for this but uh, but you take them to grand burger and they had a different experience yeah, I take them to Grand Burger and they like that now grand burger doesn't hold grand burger's got a place in my heart but not as big as like right. taco Lita. but donut man Ooh. Donut Man is the place that I feel completely comfortable talking up no matter where I am because I have yet to take somebody there that goes, eh. It's a donut. I mean, did you show the open face strawberry stuffed donuts that has whole strawberries in there or like slices of um, almost said whole fresh, peaches? Fresh peaches. Uh, <laughs> just whole peaches in a thing just crammed <laughs> in a donut. <laughs> but like... You know, the, the, the cinnamon rolls that are size of a paper plate. You know, the the, the, the apple fritters that I, I, I believe, like, I want to try it sometime. I want to go put one in a field of cows and, like, just walk up to it and be like, oh, hmm, this looks like a nice freshie and just take a bite out of it. Like, pick it up off the ground and eat it and have people just Freak wig out. out. Oh, yeah. Because it looks like a cow patty. Mm -hmm. Um it's thick, it's big, it's amazing, oh, dude. It's yeah. got raisins and apples and cinnamon. It's just clumped and it's just full of just sugar and all sorts of goodness. Like, I have yet to take somebody there after hyping it up and have them go, eh. 
Yep. Oh, and there's places out here that, because of seasons in life, like for college, for us, after, you know, um, college group at church and different things, we'd go to Alberto's. Alberto's is not amazing oh, yeah. Mexican food, but Alberto's is just one of those, like, fond yeah. memory, nostalgic places. I mean, there was <laughs> one of the ones, uh, and I won't say which city it is, but there are, like, three of them around the Azusa, San Dimas, Glendora area. Uh, and uh, one of the ones that we would go to for, like, a week and a half had a B rating. Yeah. And all of us ate, and we were like, who cares? It's got a B rating. It's it's Alberto's. Yeah. Well, after that one time of being there, it became nicknamed Al Squirtos because that was the result because it had a B rating, and that's just Alberto's became Al Squirtos for a week and a half. But the name stuck, but there are nostalgic places like that where you're yes. like, eh, who cares? It's good because of what happened there. It's because of the mindset, because of who you were with, and, no, and that has an impact on it. I don't know if it's true or not, but I know one of the I, – I heard, as, and this is when I was younger, that one of the Albertos, which is still open, surprisingly – Somebody found a part of a person's finger in their food. Really? The, apparently, what 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 I was told, and I don't know if this is true or not, but what I was told is the dude was chopping the lettuce with the big old blade and cut off the end of his finger, and like, you know, doesn't want to lose lose his job and wraps the stuff up or something, and the finger going. gets lost in the food, bro, and it's like, what? How do you lose the tip of your finger in lettuce or whatever it is, though? Bro, I don't know. And that's why I'm like, it's a little far-fetched, but I just remember hearing that about an Alberto's. And I didn't care. I still went and ate there. So oh, I was yeah. hoping, like, is that, like, the golden ticket? Do I get the lucky finger, you know, free meals for life? <laughs> find the fingertip. You win. Yeah, it's like finding the signature on the back of the uh, the the uh, the pledge, you know, the Ipicario pledge. You know, it's like, oh, where do I turn this in at, you know, to get my free stuff? You're like, oh, right there at your attorney's office. <laughs> I know, right? Well, and speaking of the pledge and different things, and I know we, we mentioned it last week, I'm excited because some of the uh, ratings for cigars are coming out soon. Uh, I thought I heard, actually, yeah. I think this week is when the, the first couple are being uh, released. And no, it's, the, it's another week or two. I think it's like the 13th or something like that or 18th <clears throat> that they're starting to come out, whatever it is. But yeah, doesn't CA come out soon? I think CA releases their first ones on December 18th, something like that, is what I saw. Their counter is completely off because it showed, as of yesterday or the day before, that it was like 23 days left. And we're already at, you know, the beginning of December and, well, through the first week of it. And, well, you get to 18 days and you're already past when they're (laughs) releasing the first one. Yeah, I'm looking right now. It says that there is... uh... Top 25 cigars of 2020, 34 days, 21 hours, and 52 minutes left. So basically 35 days left. Yeah, so it doesn't quite add up. But I'm excited because, and I know we talked about it with the pledge, uh, but I'm actually going to be recording and releasing my top 10 of 2020. And there are some of them, most of them I've reviewed, a couple of them I haven't reviewed on my channel, uh, but obviously I've tried and had uh, and really enjoyed. But I'm releasing mine, but I'm really curious to see what, different cigars make the lists this year because there were there were some really good cigars released this year yeah there were actually i think their their counter is actually on i think because the first release of their information for the top 25 will be monday january 11th for cigar aficionado 
Oh, I thought so, it had December dates on it. It did. And so I think what they had was, I think they put the wrong dates. I think the counter was right, but the dates that they posted originally were wrong. So it looks like it's been updated because I did see a screenshot of those dates. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's showing right now Monday, January 11th for cigars uh, 10, 9, and 8. And I don't know yeah, why man. they wait till Friday for 11 through 25. It's like, why don't you, why wouldn't you start at 25 and kind of do like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But there's there's a lot of cigars that I'm I'm looking for. I mean, there were some uh, affordable ones out there that that had lots of attention and you know uh, just got a lot of buzz. I mean, one of them that a lot of the reviewers talked about and seemed to enjoy, which was a, a celebration one for the brand, like the Punch Knucklebuster, got a ton of attention from people. And so you know it'll be interesting to see how that does or if it even ranks with some of the reviewers. But then there's some, you know, obviously more expensive ones that have been released that are out there, whether it's, you know, from Drew Estate or whoever uh, that... Yeah, Year of the Ox. Yeah, Year of the Ox, obviously, you know, Year of the Rat, all those different things. And so we'll see how they all play out. But I'm I'm curious to see what ends up hitting because there were, were some cigars from manufacturers that, you know, I expected to hear a lot more about that I didn't and some that just came out of nowhere and all of a sudden they exploded and then went away just as quickly as they exploded. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the interesting thing is, right? You you hear about so many cigars and then they just disappear and it's um my lighter's just not working. It must be pressurized. Um, you know, from up in the mountain. There you up go. On the um Yeah, it's it is interesting to hear from uh, some of these cigars and then they kind of just they do they just disappear over time and it's i I think there's somehow some way there's a lot of hype built behind one of these you know one or two of these cigars during the year and then people actually get them in their hands and they smoke them i mean look at last year's cigar of the year aging room Mm -hmm. you don't hear anything about it anymore nope you know people people got that in their hands and they were kind of like you know i think that's one oh there it goes i got it working i I think it's one of the ones that um (laughs) I know I'm gonna to have to relight my cigar here in a minute, so I'm trying to get my lighter working. Um, it's one of those ones that I think that you know, like the encore lasted the year. Yes. Um, and if it wasn't for COVID, you know, it would have taken the entire year for for EP Carillo to get caught up on the back orders because they were consistently being ordered and people were consistently smoking them, and they still do. They're still smoking the La Historia. Oh yeah. You know, which was number two back in 2014. You're still seeing. Uh, you know, people chasing down the LFD Andalusian Bowl. You know, um, people still t- chasing down a lot of the My Father, the FDLA, mm-hmm. uh, Flor de las Antillas. And uh, people are still chasing. I love hearing people try to say that name, by the way. That is yes. such. That, that cigar is beautiful just for the name because nobody could pronounce it. And nobody's oh, yeah. like, nobody could figure out FDLA. It's kind of like, it's kind of like NKOTB, right? New Kids on the Block. It's just another way of saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but and hopefully everybody that listens is old enough to remember them. Yeah, when when they came back, we're like, we're a new band, NKOTB. We're like, yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're still you're, the same dorks. You're still the same guys from 20 years ago. Yeah, but like, Agent Room had got Cigar of the Year last year, and I don't see it on shelves. I don't hear about it. There's nobody no. posting or talking about it, nothing. And it's, I, I don't know if the cigar just was the general public didn't find it worthy of that number one spot or did they not capture the, the hype well enough? Mm-hmm. I, and I, my, my thinking is, is that what we'll hear is well, well, COVID killed it. No, people are smoking more cigars now and you should have crushed it this year with your online guys. 
Oh, yeah. Well, and I'm seeing it in uh, cigar subscription services and in their boxes. And, I mean, previous years, they wouldn't be able to get their hands on them to have enough to fulfill all of their subscription members. And the fact that it's in, you know, I've seen it in a couple different subscription services. Really? Like, okay, where's the demand for it? If, if they can go out and get, you know, 500, 800, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 sticks of this, then clearly the brick and mortars aren't ordering them to be able to take care of what they need to for their customers. Right. Yeah. So that that is an interesting thing when you're seeing them in subscription services. It doesn't make it, it doesn't make it a bad cigar, a good cigar. It doesn't change no. anything when you're seeing it in the service. But it does mean that there's enough to fulfill that subscription service because I mean, most subscription services are probably going to be at least. I mean, dude, I would say a small one's probably going to be two hundred. Yeah. Which is, you know, whatever, 10 boxes. It's not a huge deal. But when you start getting into some of these bigger subscription services that have, you know, a couple thousand members in them, um, Mm -hmm. dude, that takes a good amount of cigars to fulfill that order. Yep. Now, I I will tell you this, too. Like, if if some of of these subscription services are are actually ran pretty well and they do plan months in advance, meaning they can give the manufacturers heads up and... You know, um, I, I know that there's there's different ways of them making sure that they can get that product. So that is also right. a potential, but I don't know, man. That is, that is interesting because I don't think you really saw a lot of the Andalusian Bull in those. No, nobody could get them, and they were, I mean, I think we still talked about can't. it a, a few months ago or a couple months back where you still can't, and when <clears throat> when you do find it, it's a supply and demand. I mean, the the price is still. Granted, everything's more expensive here in California, but it's still like a thirty dollars cigar here in California. It's a four hundred dollars cigar here in California. <laughs> like, know, oh, right? it's like ten bucks out here. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a thirty dollars cigar out here in California, and I was just like, geez, that's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's like twenty bucks out here, but it, it is. It's interesting to see that because. Um, it seems like cigars of the past that you've seen. I mean, Alec Bradley had the one, and they kind of they really they 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 hurt themselves with that because um, they they tried to rush that production. Mm-hmm. That that's the one thing I like about some of these other companies is that they've been really successful with it. Because I would rather, if I were a manufacturer, you kind of run into a dilemma, right? And do you want back orders or do you want to get the product out? Yeah. Um, and I would rather have back orders and make sure that everything's done. Oh yeah, the way it should be done, and just say, "Hey guys, we're we're trying to get them out to you." Maintain quality. Yeah, that's the most important thing is maintaining the quality. And you saw you saw my father do that pretty well, um, and I think uh, E. Picarillo's done that very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that a lot of other people have uh, LFD. I think that cigar of the year really helped the hurt the rest of their line because now you're seeing them lose lose traction on the rest of their line because they're so busy making Andalusian bowls. And they go out, I mean, yeah, granted, they're, they're selling, and I think the quality is probably still there, but it's killed the rest of their, their, their line. Oh, yeah, I, and I used to see a whole lot of the double Aheros and all the other ones in yeah. the line a lot, and you don't see them as much anymore. No, because nobody can get them. You no. go into your local brick and mortars, and you're seeing spaces that were, I mean, it would be a, a whole section of LFD, and now it's like there's three boxes. Yeah, it's got, man. So you, you look at it and you go, man, what happened? Well, they, they can't get the product out because they're they're busy putting all, and and part of, I think part of the downfall is they use so much lajero and everything, and you can only get so much lajero, and yeah. you you know you want to put it in a cigar that you're making better margins on, and 
selling more of or do you want to put it in this cigar that sells slower and sits on the shelves but i mean it still sells it's still a good cigar right they've got to make a decision on that and it's clear where the decision is yeah so I'm assuming that when they can get that turned around, or if Andalusian Bowl slows down, then they'll they'll maybe go back to making other stuff a little bit more more often. I don't know. Yeah, I would hope so. Well, well the tobacco you... tobacco world's weird too. What people don't understand is sometimes some of the tobaccos that are put in these cigars, they can't buy just a bale of that tobacco, or you can't grow just or you can't grow just if you have your own farms, you can't grow just that tobacco. Like a tobacco plant grows and it has multiple, you know, different kinds, you know, different uh, uh, levels of tobacco on that plant, right? Mm-hmm. So what what the, what determines the strength and the oiliness and all that stuff of the of the leaf is where it came from on that plant, right? You can only grow so much top leaf, <laughs> yeah. With and you're still gonna have bottom leaf, so you know what what happens is on some of these tobaccos that are the more popular. Um, especially people that are buying from wholesalers, uh, which mm-hmm. is a lot of the companies. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, but when they go to buy some of these tobaccos, sometimes they have to purchase other tobacco in order to get the one they actually need. Yeah. And so it might be one of those things like, <laughs> hey, I need a bale of X tobacco. And they go, okay, well, that's a limited supply of that. So in order to get that, you've got to buy two bales of Y tobacco. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't need Y tobacco. Okay, well then you clearly don't need X. <laughs> yeah. So if you need X, you're going to buy two Ys, mm-hmm. and so they really need the X. So they'll buy now. They've got three bales, and, and they only need one of them. So they got to figure out a place to put this other tobacco that may or may not be needed. Well, and and look at I mean there are a couple different leaves right now that are in pretty high demand that the supply just isn't there. One of them, uh, broadleaf, is a little bit hard to get right now, and so is Brazilian Matafina. Both of those are not easy to get yeah. right now in the quantities that everybody wants them. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I think we're going to continue to see that down the road um, a little bit. It's interesting because even with the COVID thing, tobacco still is, is available. So the availability of the tobacco is not necessarily – some of the lines and some of the strains have changed, yes, mm-hmm. uh, like you're talking about, like the broadleaf and stuff like that. But uh, I was talking with some of the guys down in, in, in the Nicaragua region and stuff like that, too, about, you know, the hurricanes coming through, how does it affect, and it, it really came, those hurricanes came at, like, the right time. Oh, yeah, because they just hadn't planted yet, right? Right, they hadn't planted yet, so they were, st- and it's actually kind of like, it was Mother Nature churning the soil a little bit, so I think we might actually get better tobaccos in the next, hmm. you know, two to three years from now then we, you know, I was afraid that we were going to be losing crops and we were going to have a shortage, but it looks like I would be willing to bet we're actually going to get a better crop in these two to yeah. three years from now when this stuff is processed and ready to go, you know, in a couple of years. Yep. So I'm actually excited for what's coming out of that. You know, like, where's the hurricane tobacco? That's the stuff I want to try. You know, it's like, <laughs> get me a, give me a bundle of the hurricane tobacco. Let's see what this stuff looks like. Because oh, yeah. Mother Nature just dumped a ton of nutrients in that in that area. Yep, should be really good. But yeah. what what are you what are you smoking today? I don't know. A cigar. Yeah, I'm smoking. No, I, I'm actually smoking. Uh, I, I haven't smoked one of these in a while, and I don't know why. They're good. They are. They're good, man. They're just they're the classic, right? Yep. Uh, I'm smoking the Grand Habano Number One Connecticut uh, from the original Grand Habano line, um, and and they're just they're they're really good. Mm-hmm. I, I have not visited this in a while, and I just don't know why. I think it's up in another section of my humidor, and 
I, I tend to give these out more than I smoke them. Um, but yeah, it's good, man. Yep, it's a good stick. I've I've gone through all of mine that I had of that one. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like I was telling you before, I I I'm having the uh, little guy cigar shop short stack Connecticut, and uh, it is one of the last few Connecticut's that I have in my humidor period. I'm like, oh man, I need to restock and and get yeah. some more Connecticut's. Um, but I mean, this is just one of those good, good trusty cigars as well, where it, it's quality and it, yeah, it's, is a, it is a budget stick. It is sub $3 through yeah. little guy cigar shop. Uh, and, uh, when you shop with little guy cigar shop, it doesn't apply to his, uh, short stacks, but use the code CM10 and you'll save uh, a little more than 10%, but go and check yeah, it out. I was going to say, that's the only one that the CM10 doesn't work on. Yes, the the house ones are the only ones that it doesn't work on. But go and check out Little Guy Cigar Shop. He's not a sponsor, but you guys have heard us say it time and time again. Mike yeah. is just such a good guy. We love He's him. a homie, yo. Yeah. <laughs> but but I love this, the Short Stack Connecticut, you know, and, and it's good. Of the three, I, I like the Habana the best, but the Connecticut is just a great cigar. All of them are good, but but yeah, it's they're they're just so well done. And it pairs well with the Turbo Jack coffee. It does, especially with my uh, my winter blend that I've got. Mmm, mm, the new winter blend. Which is that? Is that available online now? It is. The winter blend is available online. It cool. is seasonal. It'll be available through February. And then, Will I like it? Um, it's a little sweeter than you're used to, and for cold brew, probably not going to be what you're looking for. Ah. Now, Maybe I'll get it for my wife. For somebody that enjoys a good medium plus, uh, there's still some of the the lighter sweet notes in it, but there's yeah. some good silky chocolate uh, notes in there. Um, a little bit of like a, a sweeter fruit kind of aroma to it. Uh, sweeter cherries. It's it's good. And that's what I like about you and a little guy cigar shop. You know, Michael and you know the guys guys like you guys because here we are. We're recording for everybody to hear. I ask you if I will like it, and you are still willing to say, probably not. Yeah. Uh, because it's like you're you're not going to try and sell me something that I'm not going to like. You you know my palate. You know you know we've known each other long enough now, and you're going, hey, well, you know maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that about you, and I, I think that's that's awesome. At the end of the day, it's about honesty. I mean, why? Yeah. Why would you try and sell somebody something that you know isn't going to fit them just so you can make a quick buck? Yeah, a couple bucks here and there, and have them come back and go. No, that's not what I wanted. I don't trust you anymore. Yeah. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. Instead, go with no. You'd prefer to have the Sumatra dark roast and actually more of a medium dark than a full dark. You know, and and you get to learn what your customers like. And granted, you can't customize every single roast for every customer, but you can get to know what they enjoy. I mean, you know, our loyal loyal friends uh travis and Brittany, acorn not acord but acorn um, <laughs> yes. I, I know what they like you know with their coffee and i mean they're enjoying the christmas blend right now which is completely sold out and i'm not going to be getting any more in um but they they are loving the christmas blend right now and they're talking about okay i like it this way and that way and so they're learning more about coffee while i get to learn about their palates and it's the same thing that michael does you know oh well what do you typically like oh i, I like yeah you know, medium to full cigars. Okay, then you're going to want to go with this one. You want to go with that one. And he doesn't stick to just one specific brand of, oh, well, you've got to go get the Casa Cuevas Habano then because that's going to be right up your alley. He'll say, okay, there's the Casa Cuevas Habano. There's this one. There's that one. You know, all these different ones because you want to have all the offerings available and, sure. you know, make there be a variety 
so that people can get the fullest experience out of it. Now, I will tell you this. I know that he is getting some really cool limited stuff. I may or may not have 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 heard a little bit about that, but he didn't say anything specific because he's not allowed to. Correct. Uh, and he didn't say who it's coming from, but he says uh, that there is a very limited quantity of something very cool coming shortly, and it will go quickly. Oh, it'll be gone in like in minutes. Yeah. In in absolute minutes, like it's almost one of those things that you go, listen, I don't know how much it is. Like, uh, here's my credit card. When it comes in, just bill me and send it to me. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. It doesn't matter. Just here, bill me and send me. Yep. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> it's uh, I, I I actually told him I wanted at least one. <laughs> yeah, he, he he may have mentioned that to me. He goes, yeah, and Brandon was like, hey, um. I don't have any coming to me, so I need I need to get one from you. <laughs> I'm ordering extra for myself because <laughs> he he gave me the order, and I'm like, can I throw like a couple extra on there for me? He's like, yeah, I don't care, you know, because I I don't have the tobacco license, so I'm not gonna. This band is just being stubborn. <sighs> Squirrel. Squirrel. Um, I I found out something cool, and I, I don't know if I've shared this before. Hmm. But I found out something really cool the other day. What's that? Um, my wife listens to this podcast. Really? Yeah. And she's not a cigar smoker. You know that. I am very familiar with that. Absolutely, I know that. I think that's it, awesome. Yeah, she told me the other day. She's like, oh, I was listening to your podcast. I'm like, oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you didn't listen to episode 32, did you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you listen to the COVID one? I, I, it was, it was positive. I, I loved you. Yeah, remember, remember the day we got in the fight and uh, we were talking. Um, yeah, we recorded that night. Don't listen to that one. Yeah, I you know the one titled upset. "I Hate My Wife." <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Well, well, let's 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 do this. Any women that listen to Down to the Nub podcast or watch live, throw a comment down below. And let us know what you enjoy about our podcast and about our show. And just check in and say, hey. Are we going to give them anything for doing something? Are we going to pick we? one? Should yeah, we, we should. <laughs> of course. Well, then let's do that. Like a five pack of cigars or something. Sure. So okay. any any Sisters of the Leaf that leave a comment down below, uh, we'll go through and give it We'll give it a couple weeks. We'll give it plenty of time for yeah. Sisters of Leaf to come and check End of the in. year. And there we go, through the end of the year, and we'll go through and, and randomly pick one of the Sisters of Leaf, and we will uh, shoot you out a five-pack of cigars. Should we do, like, a hashtag so we can find them? Uh, ooh. I don't sure. know how that works. I guess you could do, like, S-O-T-L, like, D-T-T-N. There we go. There you go. Hashtag S-O-T-L, D-T-T-N. Yes. That's we'll, gonna be a tongue twister. We'll put it in. We'll put it in on the YouTube's on, in yes. the in the description so that you can know. Hashtag Sotteldeton. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, it, um, I, I want to switch topics real quick because I, I I love my God and I want to talk about just some some cool stuff. Um, Do it. Uh, up at camp was really cool because I, I, I met some amazing, amazing people, um, mm. some really cool dudes. And, and obviously we talked about Big Tony, who I, I love him to bits, man. He makes oh, these yeah. amazing pens. <laughs> um, but uh, 
Met some really cool people out there in California. Oh, and by the way, on that contest thing real quick, I just popped in my head. If you're in California and identify as a female, you don't count. You must actually be chromosome, uh, you know, female. Like No X the, and Y. Yeah. However those are, Y, X, Z, P, you have to be that. So none of this identify as crap, you California commies. Um, <laughs> did I say that? We're not yes. going to edit that out. No, um, no, I, I really loved it. Dude. I got an opportunity to share a really a couple of really really cool testimonies that uh, went on in my life, man. And, and it was is um, it was funny because one of the guys that I shared with as we were going to leave, um, he like pulls me aside and he's like, "Hey, I need you to tell that story to all my brothers here." And so like we're we're packing up the car. It I almost felt kind of bad because uh, when we were unpacking, there was my dad and Tony talking to me. So. Jason and Corey offloaded everything and then we're packing over here telling the story. Jeffrey, uh, please load up. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, that seems to be my life. Um, which is, which is funny. Cause I think God's blessed me with some amazing people. Like Drew yeah. just knows that's how I am and oh, yeah. that that's how things are. And, and he takes care of me, but uh, it, was, it was really cool because I got to share the story and, and I got to share this testimony of a time that, um, you know, where, where um, I was in a, in a situation I shared with you too, was, uh, was in a situation and, and, uh, and, and I, I was battling some pretty uh, demonic forces mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and, and I felt Gabriel. Um, I didn't know it was Gabriel at the time, but, uh, you know, felt and, and experienced uh, an angel when I, I asked God, I said, Hey man, I need help. I'm getting weak. You know, my power bar is getting down to empty, blah, I need some help. Yep. And, uh, and he sends an angel down to defend. And, uh, it was really cool because a couple things happened at camp. One, I got to share that testimony and share what that was like, um, mm. and share the, the ability to, to, to hear God. And, and again, like I, I know, a lot of what we learned about was listening to God. And I want, I want to be clear, like people hear this uh, about hearing God. And I was always confused growing up because I think you're, you know, you're going to, oh, you know, Brandon, my son, turn left at the next exit. You know, it's like, no, that's not hearing God. It's not Siri. It's not like your map quest. It's not that that's not what it is. It's, yeah. it's, you know, map just quest. It's, you just took it back like 15, 20 years. <laughs> oh, is it not called MapQuest anymore? I don't, I'm old, bro, okay? That was hilarious, MapQuest. Yeah, it's not the Thomas Guide. <laughs> yeah, right. Page E41. Yeah, yeah, squared B12. Um, that's a vitamin. Um, it's, it, 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 it really is. There's many different forms of, of how, how, you know, how you can hear God and how I hear him. And, and I also don't believe it's like... Uh, so many people try to make God, you know, it's like, oh, a bee flew past me at this time and a butterfly landed on my knee. It's like sometimes a butterfly just lands on your knee. You know, it's like sometimes that just happens. Like don't, don't create these situations that are God, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, yes, God created the butterfly. That's beautiful. It's an awesome experience. Oh, look at the little butterfly. And then it eats your leg off. Um, but that's cool but it's not always a, a god thing like hearing god to me is like i hear it through my brothers and sisters when i talk to them uh i, I hear it through just moments of i had a moment of clarity when i was sitting there and i was asking questions and i had written down the questions i was in a peaceful place i, I had i had 
prayed and asked for all voices to be silent so I can just hear God hmm. um, and just pray to, uh, you know, and, and, and basically in, in pray to circle around me of just protection, like nothing come in. Mm-hmm. I'm here in like the cone of silence. Um, what's that? Get smart. Um, and, and where all I can do is hear God. And so I, I would literally like at that moment I was writing, I would write a question, um, you know, you know, God, how do you see me? Hmm. And I would just start writing whatever was coming dude. Like I wrote an entire page and I was just writing and writing. So I was always really, really confused on what it is to hear God because I'm like, Oh, I'm just writing my own thoughts. A lot of this stuff is thoughts that I'd never had before. And it was amazing because the thoughts came, the, 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 the stuff that was coming in for me to write down was um exactly answering that question Hmm. and i know so many people can say oh that's just the world that's your own thoughts it's your own brain and if that's what you choose it's fine yeah Uh, if that's your way of meditating that's fine i I challenge you to sit down and just say hey world uh, if that's what you believe in or buddha or whatever you believe in um i I, my my prayer is that you'll come to know god yes Uh, but i don't chastise or judge for what you believe in but take those moments to just hear to silence everything around you and hear and write out those questions, man. You know, hey, where do you where do you see me? How do you see me? What do you where do you want me to be? Uh, give all those things up to what your faith is, and and I, that was so powerful for me to sit there and just write these things. Um, hmm. And then the moments where I get to share the stories, like those are moments where God can speak through somebody. Yes. And I'm talking with these guys, and they're just like, oh my gosh, dude, that's that's man that helped me understand what it is to battle and mm. that helped me understand what it is to release something because i could tell you in my in my moment of when i felt the angel on my shoulder and it wasn't like this little like ding 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 like cartoon angel it was the hand of somebody on my shoulder there was the weight there was the heat there was the feeling everything was there i could sway the hand would move there was a physical hand on my shoulder with nobody there mm-hmm. when i experienced that I knew that I was valuable enough to be protected. Hmm. I was in a moment of battling with letting go of my past with my father. And so when I feel my father in heaven, seeing me valuable enough to protect when I ask for the help. Mm-hmm. And then I later find out later on that evening, find out when I've gone to my buddy and said, Hey dude, I feel just dirty, man. Like not dirty. Like, People think like, oh, it's sexual, dirty thoughts. No, I felt like I'd been battle covered in blood. And I'm like, brother, I need your help, man. I need prayer. I need, I need, I need brotherhood. And uh, I'm there and I keep hearing Gabriel in my head. Hmm. Dude, you want to talk about like feeling valuable and like getting your validation from, for me, from God. Like, I don't need it from my father anymore. I, I, I am so valuable to him that he sends his top archangel down. Like, dude, like the top dude is like standing there going like, hey, don't F with my homie right here. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, and like not even having to swing a sword because everything that's in that room is going like, oh, we ain't messing with him. We tried that one before. Yeah, right. You know, and it's like, dude, it's it was just like, it was so powerful. And I look at the chronological, I get to share that, not just that testimony, but the testimony of the chronological of what happened and transpired over the next month and a half. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Tons that had it happened in a different order. I I don't know that I would have been prepared for the things that had come up. Mm -hmm. 
So it was just really, really interesting for these for these things to happen in this chronological order and then get to have the experience to share it with other gentlemen and other men. And they kind of go, oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. You know, this thing that I've been battling, dude, I get it now. Holy crap, I understand what that is. Yep. Hey, dude, come tell my brothers about it. You know, it's like, <laughs> okay. Like, it's just so much fun. So we're like, everybody's leaving camp and here we are circled up, like <laughs> sharing this thing. And it was just a really cool moment, man. Just really, really neat. That's so cool. It reminds me of countless times in the Gospels where you hear of Jesus sharing and they're done. You know, he's done sharing and the disciples are talking and they're like, we, we got to go tell people about this. We got to go. We got to go share this. And people are just like drawn to it. And they're like, wait, no, tell me more. Wait, how, what? And they get all amped up and they get excited and word just spreads. It reminds yeah. me when you were saying that of those times where it's like, I can't help it. I've, I've got to go share this more. I've got to go tell people. And then when yeah. they, you know, share it, they're going, aha, you know, light bulb moment. And the people that are hearing it are going through the same process. And it's just, it's cool to see how God works and the Holy Spirit works, you know, because because like you mentioned, a lot of people think, oh, well, God's just going to, there will be like this voice, you know, the, the jokes when you're in a store and, you know, they come up with a loudspeaker and we'll be closing in 10 minutes. Yes, God. What are you, what are you saying? Great. I think it's going to be something audible like that. Like what blue light special on aisle three. Okay. God, we're closing. I know. Right. Wait, what did I do wrong? Why are you closing on me? Uh, it's just, what happened to my camera? Wow. Crazy focus. It's Jesus. There we go. And but you you people think that that's what it's going to be like and and it's not that way it's it's more of like what you described i always use the phrase like stream of consciousness yeah like there there's just a a random stream of of thoughts and uh, ideas or concepts or introspective you know you know lessons that go through that's how it's always been for me it's never been an audible voice you know I, i've sat and prayed when i was part of a college group and was doing some different things you know technically for them for the the services and literally sitting there in the prayer for leaders before we started a service yeah and as we're sitting there praying i'm not praying i literally in my head here you know just through my stream of consciousness i hear you've been released and as the leader is praying, I was like, God, what are you telling me right now? Like, we're supposed to be focused on the service. And he says, you've been released. Your time's done. Uh, okay. And so I go up to... Bye, Felicia. Yeah, right? And, and, and I'm like, okay, I've been praying through whether or not to be in that role of volunteering yeah. and doing all that and whether the time is to be done or not. And so I went up to uh, the pastor, who's still a good friend of mine, and just said, hey, during the you know prayer before we started the service, here's what God told me. So I think my time in this, you know, leader, this volunteer position is done. He looked at me and he said, he said, okay, if that's what God's telling you, I'm not going to argue it. And it's just a confirmation of like, okay, when there's people that are in tune with God and what he shares and what's going on, there's no questioning it. It's like, okay, you know, if it was something that was way off base, he would have called me out and said, now, why are you thinking that? What's really going on? What other time commitments do you have? And it was one of those, if God's telling you that, then then that's where the Holy Spirit's led. That's how it's always been for me at times when, when yeah. I have, have, you know, heard God speak. It's always more of a stream of consciousness of thoughts of, you know, introspective, you know, lessons and all those different things. 
and and that's just how I've always personally heard God speak. There's been a, a stirring, and obviously you know that from the last yeah. time I was up at camp. There's always just like a stirring of my of my heart, stirring of my soul. Of like, okay, this th- this is what I feel the Holy Spirit's telling me. And you've got to in those moments you've got to pause mm-hmm. because so there, there 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 can be a lot of confusion between your own your own conscious thoughts and and in hearing what God's got for you and hearing what Jesus is talking to you about. And it, you've got to pause, and it's okay to ask follow-up questions, mm-hmm. you know. And and so often it's like I think people are afraid of those things when they're yeah. they're learning and understanding, hearing from God and hearing from Jesus in their life is that they're they're they hear something and they go, okay, I'm going to go do that. And it's like, but did you stop and ask? You know, like you know, we're starting the ministry House of Rejects, and that's mm-hmm. in process. And that doesn't mean that I go out and I start building a camp right now and we start, you know, put on a, a build a church and start growing all this stuff and go into debt and have all this stuff because Jesus is going to take care of it. Um, it. You've got to pause, you know, and ask a follow, hey, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Where do you need me to go right now to get there? You know, is this something that you're asking me to do? Is this proper? Am I hearing you right? Like these are all things. These are things we do just in in general. Like you know, you'll you'll ask me something, and I might ask a clarifying question. Mm-hmm. This is stuff we do just in conversation in general. So it's okay to stop and ask a follow up question. Get deeper sure. into it so that you can have a better understanding of where you're going with this. And if you right. stop and ask a follow up question, and there is zero answer, ask. Hey, are you have you given me all you need to give me? Like, or is there more? You know, sometimes there's a silence because you're you've lost your, you've, you've moved your concentration to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're watching that bee that flew by, you know, and stop listening. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like, so did you, is he done speaking to you? Yeah. And a lot of people, I think from when I've heard people share that, Oh, but I, I was asking God and asking God, just give me a, a sign or, or just tell me what you want me to do. And then they hear nothing. And they're like, well, I guess God just doesn't want to give me the answer right now. You know, a yeah, big well, part of, yeah, a big part of it is, okay, have you sought wise counsel? Maybe listening to God doesn't mean you're sitting silent by yourself. Maybe you right. go to somebody that is, you know, a, a more uh, mature brother or sister in the Lord, you know, depending on whether you're a man or a woman, more experienced brother in the Lord and say, this is, this is what you know, I'm asking God for, this is what he's been telling me, but I don't know anything and he's not giving me any more. Maybe that answer or some input is supposed to come from somebody else and not God, but it's through that person using, you know, through the Holy Spirit using that person to give you that input. And too often I think Christians sit back and they go, well, I sat there quiet for 45 minutes in my room after reading and praying and heard nothing and just thought, okay, God, well, I guess you're not going to answer me. Well, one, don't put a time constraint on God because the old, old adage of God is uh, sometimes early and never late, but he's always on time. You know, I think we have this microwave mentality of, well, well, I sat there for 45 minutes and he didn't give me the answer, so he should have. So maybe I just, the answer is no. Well, no, that's that's not it at all. You're you're too impatient. Go right. and talk to other people. Go and seek wise counsel. Talk with your, your you know, brothers in the Lord and say, hey, this is what, what I'm praying through. What's your input? What do you think of it? What are your, do you have questions for me about it and the way that I'm approaching it? You know, but but we, we get so fixated on 
on microwave mentality and being in right. our own bubble and being in our own head. It's like, well, but, but God, you put the idea, so aren't you going to give me the answer right now? No, he doesn't have to. Yeah, he doesn't. And, and sometimes uh, you're not ready for the answer. Yeah. Um, sometimes, listen, God, you know, Jesus desires that we walk with him. And the, 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 the problem is that sometimes we want to run ahead because you, you might have a vision of what something looks like. I have a very clear vision of what the House of Rejects camp is going to look like. I have a very clear vision on that. I mean, I can see the buildings. I can see, you know, the where you have military-style people mover trucks and, you know, stuff like this. I can see this stuff. I can feel it. I can experience it. But, like, I, I can't run ahead of that because I'm not going to go out and buy land and start building buildings right now. It's not ready. And I've, I've asked for a clear sign. And I, I actually gave a very specific of what I need from another person or a group of people. Mm-hmm. For me to know that it's time for us to move forward on this next step. Now, it doesn't mean I'm not doing anything else. I'm still talking with the attorneys, still getting all the paperwork together. Still, you know, uh, Jason and I on the way home, we talked about developing another section for a missing piece for what's going on now. There's a lot of stuff in development and happening still. But for the main piece, I need, and and I'm not going to tell anybody what it is because I need it to be pure. Mm-hmm. Um, I need it to be very, very pure of what I need from God for me to say, hey, move forward. And um, I've made it clear to one person, I've told one person, and if I found out that the, uh, if I found out that anybody else involved hears about it, that one person's going to get a swift kick to the nuts. As they um, should. Yeah, so it's, uh, and I made that clear too. So I, I, I think just sometimes it's, you know, God gives you what you need when you need it. And the thing is, are you open to it? When you sat down and you're in meditation and you're silent, um, have you sanctified that area? Have you have you cleansed that area that you're sitting in? Uh, have you have you cast out any distractions? Have you you know you have that power to do that? I mean, it says yes. that in the Bible that we've been given that power to cast out demons as 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 individuals, um, as people, as believers in Him. Mm-hmm. We've been given that power. Um, so have you utilized that power? Do you even do you even know that you have the power? Do you even know how to use that? Yeah. Um, I know before I left for camp, I saw I, I, I sensed and I actually saw something move in my house the day before I left for camp. Hmm. And it was something that, you know, you get that feeling. You're like, oh, you ain't supposed to be here. <laughs> and it was like 2.30 in the morning. I was going to lay down and I see this thing and I'm like, it, it was really funny because <laughs> there, there's a way to to pray in authority and I'm sitting on the edge of the bed in my underoos and I see this and I feel it and I'm like dude you don't belong here like that was the first thing I said not out loud just in my head because my wife's sleeping you know but I'm just like dude you don't belong here and I was like well that wasn't too authoritative and maybe in California it is you know, <laughs> so, so then I just started praying right there, man. And just, you know, just in my head, just, you know, saying, be gone, you know, cast you out with, you know, and, and, and praying in authority because I was leaving the next day to head out for three or for three days. I was going to be gone. Mm-hmm. I didn't need that thing floating around my home. My home is Wait. pure and I've got my daughters and my wife there. You ain't getting in, dude, dude, you don't belong here. And I went, I went to bed pretty peaceful that night. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I didn't sleep very long, but I went to bed pretty peaceful that night. 
you you took a usual nap just like elf you got a full 40 minutes yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) so yeah there's a lot to that man and i would love to dive into it more in in future episodes and and uh kind of get into that a little bit more because i think that's a big missing piece in the in uh, especially in the church that that's not taught i mean this 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 Mm -hmm. sissification of jesus christ is just insane that's being taught in the church, this, you know, lamb loving, just beautiful little, ah, like, come on. Yep. The, well, the, the, the dude was a, 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 a smarty pants, uh, you know, at times the, the dude got angry at times. I mean, the dude, I always go back to like sitting there and fashioning a whip. Like he didn't grab a whip. He sat, it says in scripture, he sat there and fashioned a whip. Like, yeah, kind of like looking like y'all going to get it, you know, just like making this whip. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah. Like, understanding those things uh, is so powerful. I was talking to my daughter last night, like, understanding the resurrection. It wasn't the tomb rolled away, the stone rolled away, and he comes out, like, this alien ship comes over, and a beam of light comes down and shoots him up into the heavens. Like, that's not how it happened. No. Uh, You know, so it's like, why is that left out of the church? Yeah. Well, it was... It was awesome because <clears throat> this week in church, uh, we went over the authority and the, the power of Jesus and how we have that in us. Uh, yes. There's, there's a, a, a story um, that actually was used, and it's a, a children's book called The Tale of the Three Trees. Uh, and there's three trees that get planted, and, and as they're growing up, one says uh, that I want to be a mighty sailing ship. Uh, one says that they uh, want to be uh, there's three different things I'm blanking on with the other two because yeah. the second one was a part that I uh, went through uh, and and as they grow up and, and get older what they intended of themselves and always wanted to grow up to be as a tree they became something much more much more humble and one ends up become becoming a feeding trough becoming essentially the manger for Christ. One of them ends up becoming a boat on the Sea of Galilee that Jesus, you know, went down underneath and and slept and the disciples are freaking out and they're expert fishermen and know how to navigate the waters and they go down and wake up Jesus because they're freaked out. Ah, what's going on? What's going on? Calm the seas, calm the seas. And Jesus stands up with all of his authority and all of his power and just says, hush, be still. Right. And the Sea of Galilee went from being this torrential, perfect storm like the movie to being just this completely, you know, Glass. like glassy lake, you know, placid lake. And uh, and, you know, it was discussed of the power and authority. And it doesn't say that the waters were just calmed. They were perfectly calmed. Right. So and, and that's just like an instant boom. And, and the so they fired she, up their speedboat and they shot across the lake. Yes, and they all jumped on their skis and wakeboards <laughs> and had a great time. Yes! But but it was discussed that, you know, Jesus had, you know, the person that was speaking said, you know, and, and you know, when, when he was younger, Jesus had this fair skin and this, you know, long flowing hair and this lamb next to him and let the children come to me and, you know, th- this it. very soft, you know, personification. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, exactly. But then 
when in the 60s or 70s there was this new picture of, of christ that was you know created and he was big and burly and manly i mean he was a carpenter you got to be rough yeah. rough fingers rough hands you know strong to be able to you know carry all what you're creating and building in the wood and all those different things and and he said that is the picture i have of of, of my jesus strong burly buff yeah ripped like rugged man that you picture like the, the the you know man among men kind of picture and it the was just like man. yes that exactly and and you know that is who jesus is that is who jesus was here on earth all of the strength all of the authority and to be able to the person you know in in the trinity you know to be able to say let there be light and light was formed right can also have the authority and did have the and does have the authority to say hush be still and water just quickly goes oh shoot we better recognize our place and boom right. and and there was so much more that was in the message but that is the power and authority that christ has and he says in the gospels to all of us you have the same authority in my name to do works greater than i have done right but we don't recognize that we have that same power and authority when it's done properly when we're you know asking god to come in and be the power be the one that rebukes evil spirits be the one that is um in the presence of what's going on we have all that same power and authority and we have just gotten to a point as a christian society of going uh well hey god um if you're listening w would would you mind giving me just a little bit of attention yeah kind of sort of helping yeah no, and, and it, it really, a lot of that comes down to faith. Yeah. Actually, all of it comes down to faith. Because you, you, you do have the power, but do you have the faith? Do you, be, do you believe that you have that power? Mm -hmm. you know, do you have the faith that, 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 that you have that? Um, and you know, it's that faith of a mustard seed, right? I yep. mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to, is that faith of the mustard seed. So it's... It, it's it's one thing to have it and understand it and know that it's there. It's another thing to have the faith in that because without mm -hmm. that, you have nothing. Yeah. You have absolutely nothing. So, yep. yeah, I want to dive into that, man. Um, I'd love to, um, in one of our future episodes, I want oh, yeah. to dive into that some more, man, and, and get into it. Cause I think it's just such a powerful message. And, and again, like, you know, whether you believe or not, it's fine. It's amazing how often, like you just say the word Jesus and people just shut down. It's just, to me, that makes it all the more real. Mm -hmm. Because it's the same thing as like when I tell you somebody, something to somebody, if I, if I were to, to, to give you constructive criticism and you get very defensive about it, like there's a lot of reality in what I just said because you're feeling the need to defend it yourself. Yes. If it really didn't have any, any weight, you would go, oh, okay, cool, I appreciate it. But when you mm -hmm. feel the need to defend yourself, it's because it's attacking something that you believe. And so when people, when people defend uh, themselves or shut down because they hear the word Jesus, it's because it attacks something that they believe. Mm -hmm. And it usually means that it's true, that there's something that does need to change. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I, I, I get all tickled about that when people go, ah, I'm not listening. It says Jesus. Ah, I'm like, <laughs> awesome. And I don't like go push. I'm not like, Hey, here's a pamphlet. Like, Hey, I'm going to tie you down and glue your eyes open so you can watch a video. Like, no, it's, Listen, I'm going to live my life, um, and I'm going to live it as close to Christ as I can. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this, I'm, I'm a sinner. I'm not perfect. But, uh, you know, I, I have faith, and I have yep. belief, and, and I have...
plenty of life experiences to show me that it's true. Plenty yeah. of them to show me that it's true. Yep. So, good and bad. Huh? Good and bad. Every one of them's good. Because the from my worst situations in my life, I've learned the best lessons and the most uh, sticky lessons. You know, the stuff that just, like, sticks to you. Like, those are, those come from my worst times in life. And the, the, what I can classify as my worst. And now I, I see them as my best. So whenever, like, things start getting real crappy, I get excited. Because, <laughs> yes, there's something cool coming. Uh, so I, I get excited by, by, by rough times, by rough seas, man. I, I get super excited because there's something beautiful on the other end. Mm-hmm. And I've got I've got such a powerful powerful God in my life um, that there's no reason to not be excited. Yep, we're not there's in charge a... of anything, anyways. He's in control of it all. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I want to clarify that because again, people get like mixed up on that on that because I completely yes. agree. One thing that God will not take away from us is 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 our our will like our our ability to make decisions Mm -hmm. so he will not affect that he's not going to shove his hand up my ass and turn me into a puppet and make me go move and do things no that's not how that happens and in the same in the same factor demons can't do that either um so they can't come in and possess me and make me go kill my wife you know like that's just it doesn't happen that way that's not reality because you, you're that cannot be attacked mm-hmm. so i love the fact that i live a choose your own adventure book but i have a direct connection with the author yep i still get to choose which page to go to and which option to to, to go but i can i can consult the author and say hey which one do you recommend dude yeah should i go to page 34 or should i go to page 37 yeah, like, do I jump off the bridge or do I, you know, walk through the swamp? You know, it's like, okay, walk through the swamp. But, dude, that sound like the bridge sounds like fun and the water looks <laughs> deep enough. Like, I really want to jump. I'm telling you, walk through the swamp. You're going to get harmed if you jump off the bridge. I'm like, ah, dude, I hear you. I'm jumping off the bridge. And then you go to, like, page 34 and you're dead. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's it, I, I have a direct connection with the author because sometimes – the, the choice that needs to be made is the one that seems like it shouldn't be. It seems like it's the dangerous, you know, do I go through the black forest or do I walk down the beach, go to the black forest? Like I, but at the beach, the black forest is scary. And I want I the sunset at the beach. Yeah. in the last section, I lost my sword, you know, like I don't want to go into the scary forest, you know, and you walk down the beach and there's jellyfish and like, you know, Sharknado comes and gets you, you know, it's like, <laughs> You know, but you go into the forest and there's like a little fairy that lights the way, you know, so it's, it's like, or you can go into the forest and it's, it's a battle, but you get to the other side and it's just so much more beautiful. There's a, there's the black sand beach with the beautiful coral and abundance of fish. And, you know, so it's like, sometimes that decision is just the one you feel like in our flesh. So we go, oh, that's the easier way, mm-hmm. but that's not always the way that you need to be. Yep. So, again, like, for those of you that are younger, don't know what Choose Your Own Adventure book is, you can bleep bloop it on the Googles and see what, what pops up and you can understand what that is. But it, it, it to me, like, that's the best way I can explain my faith and my walk with Christ is that it's a Choose Your Own Adventure book and mm-hmm. I have a direct connection with the author. I can phone a friend and be like, yo, dude, a uh, little help here? You wrote this thing. Uh, can you give me a little help? 
and yep. but you still choose which way you want to go yeah and we actually just found the boys choose your own adventure book when we were unpacking a couple uh, yes last few boxes we found aaron goes hey it's the choose your own adventure book and i just had this big smile on my face i was like okay here we go because i'm curious to go through it i haven't done it yet uh recently go through it with the boys and have them choose and just see what kind of adventure they take us on yeah isn't that cool though oh yeah like and imagine if you could text the author and be like hey dude how do i get to the end of this thing you know, I'm on this page. What's the best decision? And he tells you, and you still go your own way half the time, you know, because it's just what we do. Mm-hmm. But how cool would it be to have that direct connection while you're reading that book? Oh, yeah. It'd be awesome. It'd be really cool. I would die a lot less. <laughs> yeah. I'm the kind of person that would, like, read all the options and go, okay, this one makes the most sense. And still choose wrong because then you get yeah. to the next step and go, oh, no, that's not where I wanted to end up. And then yeah. go back again and go back again and go back again and try and Or you okay. cheat? Did you ever oh, yeah. cheat when you were reading those? Like you look at the next page, you're like, oh, that's got two options. Oh, that one's got two options. Okay, uh, those two options look a lot better. I'm going to go to this one. And then you go to that page and then the next one, you're dead. You're like, yeah. ah! That wasn't the one I wanted. <laughs> you're like, so Anyways, yep. we got to wrap this up. Yep. Oh, this has been fun. <laughs> this is always fun. Yeah. This has gone longer than usual. I know. It's been great. Well, if you've made it this far, in all sincerity, thank you so much, and God bless you. And uh, if you are not already following us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we are at Down to the Nub. Uh, And then you can watch us live and tune in and have fun and enjoy the conversation and contribute to it Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, when we've got uh, people from within the industry, people that enjoy cigars, and uh, just have a good, fun time. And then we've got our Patreon if you'd like to support what it takes to uh, put on Down to the Nub and and keep us on the air, so to speak, on the interwebs. It's patreon.com slash Down to the Nub, and any support that you provide is greatly appreciated. Yep. We appreciate you guys. Um, We we really do, and I love you guys, and and I appreciate everybody that listens here. And again, whether you believe or not, I really appreciate you being here a part of this because... This is just us. This is our life, and we we love the opportunity to share what what our life is and um the hope is that it inspires you that it, it encourages you um whether it encourages you in your faith or just encourages you in your walk through life mm-hmm. um you know the the hope is that this just brings a little bit of light into your day and uh creates some happiness in your life so we love you guys we appreciate every single one of you all of your support everything you do mm-hmm. and uh we will catch you all in the next episode take care everybody bye-bye Oh, 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 oh,